Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back. 5 o'clock hour. Jay Foreman, DP, Austin, Old School. We're brought to you by the Mercado, Certified Piedmontese, Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop. 84th and Havelock, 30th and Yankee Hill. We are talking about the coaching carousel. There's a, the, one of the interesting firings is uh, Rick Stockstill, Middle Tennessee State. It was there for pretty much 20 years. Yeah, it was 18, 18 years, years. Yeah. 113 and 111. I mean, that's just probably like, hey, all right, it's time. You know, I think maybe you could say it got stale, but I think really when you fire a coach like that, at your university, you also have to make sure that you look in the mirror and say, okay, how much better can we get? Who else wants to come to Middle Tennessee State and coach football? They're primarily a basketball school. Um, where are you, they in the state? Where are they? Where would you put them in? So UT's one, Memphis. They're in the middle, DP. It's in the name. Where are they? I don't know. I don't know where they're at. Uh, the Middle Tennessee State. I mean, well, it's like, but why? Like, that's my, my yeah. question was. Like, where are you? Who going to get? I mean, you're going to get somebody from like. <laughs> University of St. Thomas in Minnesota to come coach there. I mean, it's, Austin, it, who's the, who's the greatest alumni from Middle Tennessee State? It'd be some <laughs> Hall of Famer. Uh, the greatest alumni is just that group of guys on that 2016 team. They beat Michigan State in the NCAA tournament, 15 over two. Like we need basketball, yeah, basketball. I'm talking about we talking about football. I'm talking about basketball. Oh. They beat Michigan State. That's what I know them for. No, oh. and Rick Stockstill, of course. <laughs> yeah. <not. laughs> They were like Nick Sainert is, is excited that Baylor uh, retained Dave Aranda. O'Pina. You know, Nick's a big Jonathan <sighs> Smith guy, too. Yeah. Hey, Opina had Dave Aranda. That, that is so funny. Now, I'm going to tell you who set this whole bad boy off, though. It was your boy Dan Lanning when he decided to come back. It wasn't very believable when he did it, but that would have set the dominoes off in the, in the te- Texas A&M. That, once he went back, that was their number one choice. And then, it, then they started to go to choice number two which was uh, Dan Campbell. He said, thank you very much, but I'll help you find somebody. <laughs> they went to go get Stoops. <clears throat> he said yes. Somebody else said no at 2 o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> wow. Then he said, you know what, let's get the dude that actually has been here for a while and maybe this is okay with the chaos. But I think Mike Elko said, listen, for this type of money, <clears throat> and that dance he had to do at the, the uh, introductory uh, press talk, conference. Talk to me. Talk to me, Jay. When he was swaying back and forth, he was hoping he was drunk, probably thinking, like, what have I got myself into? Like that. <laughs> a higher tax bracket and a higher blood pressure rating immediately. Because what happens down there at Texas Because, look, me and Aaron Glenn are pretty close. He's a D coordinator at, uh, at Detroit. 
That dude, his first – so here's – like when you just think about, say you just got a coaching job, you get a big old pretty office, you probably want to go in there and kind of put your pictures up and stuff, right? To, at Texas A&M, they go through your stuff, put your pictures where they want them, and then you got two people sitting at your do- at your at your desk saying, "Hey, welcome to Texas A and M. We got to have a talk. This is how you're going to coach." So that's what he realized right there. Um, who you calling? Who who you calling? What do you mean? No, no. When coach picks up the phone, go, no, no. Who who you call? Yeah, they, no. They, they don't have to ask. They already got you tapped, <laughs> in. tapped in. Yeah, they tapped in down there, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Gus Malzahn's going back to UCF. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's 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 ready to try to get back into big time. Um, <laughs> you trying to say UCF? <laughs> and uh, Sam Pittman's coming back. That's one that you thought that that's that's you a domino. coordinator hire, didn't you? Yeah, but that's a DP. Stop it! You saw it. Stop it! You saw it. He's Stop, a man. he's a he's a. It's not for sure yet. Not for he sure. He just yet. has to sign. It's he, agreed he, in principle. It is in principle, but the Harley Davidson sponsorship is not gone through yet, right? Especially <laughs> the one with better tires. Um. Anyways, you got Jeff Monken, who I think. This is an interesting one. He's at Army. Oh. He's won five of the last seven games in the Army-Navy game, so that he's got some staying power, boosting him up, which is a lot of money for you know uh, uh, Army, $2 million. That's a big one because he could very easily went to some other jobs. Quite frankly, he probably could have took that Arkansas job, so Sam Pittman needs to send him a care package. That is about it. But uh, DP asked me, San Diego State or Indiana? I'd probably mm-hmm. say San Diego State every day of the week. Indiana probably would be a little bit easier life as far as your tax bracket, but I think being in Indiana with the way the four additions in the Big Ten, Tom Allen did a really good job of fostering talent. Michael Penix got hurt. That if he would if Michael Penix didn't get hurt after that eight win season, the COVID year, and then he got hurt and he had that first game against the first what three pick passes were pick sixes against Iowa. He's still there. The program is different because they put three receivers in the league. So he built it on defensive backs, high turnovers, right? We're going to blitz you on third down, attack the ball, put defenders there. McFadden, their linebacker, starting for the Giants. And then he put receivers. And then obviously, had, you know, Michael Penix Jr. before he got hurt. And his loss has obviously been Washington's gain. So I, I think at San Diego State, you probably would be able to get a little bit more retention rate uh, versus at, at Indiana. So we shall see. I think the Syracuse thing, I think Fran Brown will do well. He's uh, very well respected in the recruiting aspect and also up and down those like East Coast. Pretty much, I would say from the DMV on up, he does a really good job of, or has done a really good job of recruiting up there. So I think he fits Syracuse, even though the Carrier Dome is garbage. It it really is, like it just because you have more people. cursed place. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, um, you know we'll see. That's the coaching character. I'm sure there'll be more. You know they 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 got started awful quick, but uh, now Austin, three sixteen. Do we have it pulled up? The transfer portal quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, I do have a list in front of me. Yes. All right, here we go. Well, this is uh, you, you know, the thing about the transfer portal is this is the for every Kenneth Walker the third or Coleman down in uh Michigan or from State. Michigan State mm-hmm. to Florida State or Bo Nix, which is different because they pushed him out at Auburn, so he kinda had to go. They got sick of seeing him and he was a winner. Go figure. 
and Michael Penix Jr. was a situational thing. I got hurt, lost a little confidence, needed a brand new start. Washington needed a quarterback, new young coach. It, it That's a perfect marriage. For all those that you see, there's thousands upon thousands of uh, quarterbacks or just players in general that jump into the portal, you know, over the thousands. <laughs> 2,000 people, kids will be in there. It won't be 2,000 spots. And so it's a very risky move, right? But sometimes it's warranted. And you have to be okay with where you land. And you you got to – I I think you need to have a, three, a three-tier approach to it. Where I'd like to go, right, which is maybe a step up or a higher profile, where I'd be okay to go. So that would be maybe like a lateral move. And what would be my last bottom line where, okay, even I got to make this work. Maybe I have to try to graduate early so I could be a graduate, you know, transfer – and go anywhere at any time. If you have those three and those three options, I think you're going in there with a lot more confidence versus jumping in there, and there's a lot of supply and not as much demand. Mm-hmm. And uh, the quarterback is obviously going to be huge because that's the most prominent position. And unlike, I think, last year, I think the quarterback pool was probably a lot deeper as far as transfer portal. Um, what's your thought about that on Austin? Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of intriguing names that the quarterback position i mean dp you mentioned it with all three michigan state guys in the portal already um indiana's backup brendan soresby enters the portal as is their leading receiver donovan mccauley will rogers leaving mississippi state that one i, I kind of get but i don't you have an offensive minded guy in jeff yeah. levy coming in maybe it's just time for something else some of the other intriguing names tyler shuck from texas tech max johnson leaning to going toward uh carolina from texas a&m don't forget Spencer Petrus is in the portal. Don't forget, he was one of the first to enter. <laughs> Hank Bachmeyer that Nebraska saw, uh, Will Howard from Kansas State, and his backup, both in the portal. Jerry Bohannon, who Matt Rule recruited to Baylor in 2018. Blake Shapin at Baylor. Um, Callum McManus is in there. Callum McManus, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, all three Michigan State Tyler guys. Van Dyke, Van Dyke right there that was, that was thought of as a, as a potential first-round pick. Uh, at Miami before he had a rash of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a big-time arm, and he had two years ago he had a really good year. He's in there, and mm-hmm. that's me, interesting. Let, let me, so if you look back a year, right, and you say, okay, transfer portal, I say, hit or miss. It's hit or miss for bad programs. <laughs> good programs, if you're Georgia, and like you're talking about LSU, Alabama, Oregon. Right. For some reason – they had all the hits. <laughs> For hmm. some reason, all of their transfer portal people can play. Hmm. And then who did you, who did Alabama get? Alabama had they got the, a linebacker, they got uh, an offensive lineman, and a receiver. Yeah, see, the difference is is that it's no different than recruiting. They're 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 receiving more calls than they're giving. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. And they're on they're very they they're not going any more than three or four. They're going to get what they need and they're out. I mean the transfer portal enhances who you are. It's kind of like alcohol and money. <laughs> right? The two things. If you if you're good at your job, the transfer portal is, is is an amazing way for you to improve. If you're bad at your job, the transfer portal just enhances the fact that you're gonna do bad out loud. Like you're gonna do more bad football business. 
But you don't have to do when you're at Alabama and you're everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What, top four team? You're not, you don't have, you're not rebuilding. You're not going to the transfer portal at the same rate as a Nebraska or even Michigan State a few years 100%. ago or Colorado. Mm-hmm. So it's 100%. not, no, so it has nothing to do with whether you're good at your job. You're just, you're already 20 steps ahead of where you need to be. So it's like where Alabama went and got Burke, the receiver, I think Burke is named, right? Number three, he he came in or he went and got him. You needed a replacement after you lost like eight first round receivers. So you have to go get somebody that's within the conference or they had to get the running back that came over from Georgia Steck last year uh, that obviously went first round up there in Detroit. So they had how many running backs drafted and all that. So now you go get a Gibbs, which was his name from Georgia Tech. He's established. He fits your scheme to go with Bryce Young. So then you get to change it. You kind of get it ready-made versus when you're even Michigan State when they hit on Burton. Canada. Jermaine yeah. Burton. Jermaine Burton from Georgia, I think, right? Yep. yep. Right. So you already you already have an intel on him, and, and plus you trust Kirby Smart because he learned from you. And he's looking for an opportunity to be a number one guy versus like, when when Michigan State got Kenneth Walker the third, it was a throw in. So the the Kenneth Walker the third is both by chance and by luck that it works out. And so, you know, you got to be strategic with it with, with with it whether you're recruiting out of it or you're developing out of it. You have to have a plan for it. And if you if you have a strategic plan, it'll work out over time because there's a lot of guys. Um, <clears throat> You know that I mean it's no different than like Sam Keller. It wasn't a transfer portal, but Sam Keller way back in the day transferred to Nebraska. You know he put up good numbers at, at Arizona State. Came here, couldn't stay healthy. Then next thing you know, the emergence of a thing of Joe Gans, right? And then Joe Gans, the legend of Joe Gans, you know, starts from there. So it just kind of depends on the situation and the player. Because if if you, it's hard to understand or get a real good read on why these guys go into the portal, it varies. And as mu- as much as it, you can say the coaches don't do that stuff, like I guess aren't up front. These players know how to work the system, and so they're they're gonna work the system, get paid, and then they'll be in there. And next thing you know, you know you you sitting there with a lemon. I still say that it's your job to be able to identify lemon limits. But that's <laughs> that's part of the game. If you could identify a lemon, there wouldn't be any divorce rates in the United States. You you cannot. I'm telling you, I said this. What you do in another zip code or whatever you call it, area code, is no guarantee you got here when you get here. Is the dynamics are different? Playing free with this. Does this, that apply for coaches? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, sure it does. I mean, I mean we saw it firsthand. The last dude was here, right? We, well, we understand the human nature of it. I'm, I'm, here's what I'm. It, there's simplicity in. You can't, but you can't. As a coach, it's not. You can't. You can only make the decision. Based off what you know, you're not going to allow somebody to walk in here and tell you they can play linebacker, right? And look at them and not be able to evaluate them. Like it's literally right. part of your talent pool is for you to know what's required for you for you to play the position, right? Especially in the system that they're about to walk into, 
And then you'll know you'll you'll have three questions that allow you to find out one, does this person have the 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 IQ? Do they have the do they have that intelligence to be able to talk and respond? And then quite frankly, whether they put in the work physically. So you're right, you're gonna, gonna be... minimize you're gonna minimize the, the amount of mistakes you could make because you're making informed decisions. Right. That's what all this is. The transfer portal is simply that. That you are taking your needs and your situation and circumstance and then saying, listen, from this pool of thousands, as we say, right. you only need a specific thing. Then you have to get them to cross the border into your space. That's what this is. The professionals, the paid professionals in this thing have a responsibility. It's your job to know, hey, man, stop. The easiest way for you to get fired in a corporation, go and spend a quarter of a million dollars and not get any production for it. Right. Like that's the easy. Let, let me go. Let me go give out a, a quarter million dollar scholarship and not get anything for it. You know what? Every corporate, every boss in the in the country would fire me. Right, but the, <laughs> but the, the magnitude. But the, why is the magnitude of the transfer portal any different than recruiting? I think they're the same. So they're, I think they're, they're the same. That's what I mean. It's it's recruiting. recruiting. The transfer portal is recruiting part two point because you're getting, you have more resume because you now have Ideally, college resume but versus high school resume. you also got ability to know how to work the system, though. Well, it, the, I mean, it, I think it's a risk anyway, but you have to take the risk because of the pressure to win, and guys are able to to roll to 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 move, and so and guys don't want to wait. Winning isn't as is, isn't as important to them. You don't know that. So they'll tell you exactly which. It's just like a tryout at basketball. Yep. Right, you could get a guy there and he looks great, teammate. You know, cheering on everybody. You get in the middle of the season, you're like, man, who the heck is this kid? Mm-hmm. So you're, the only decision that you could make is based on what you saw. It's still recruiting. You're getting a snapshot of who they are whenever they you get in front of them or in the same facility. Facility, and you're only getting a snapshot off of what you see on tape. Now, granted, when you see these Van Dykes and Will Rogers, you got a ton of tape, so you can. Act, these are easy decisions. To make decisions on a Jay Foreman and say I had a high ankle sprain, I couldn't just couldn't kick it. Perfect example: Charlie Jones that played for Purdue couldn't get on the field at Iowa, mm. right? Had injury history. Injury history. Jeff Brom took a flyer. So you want to you want to transfer? We need a wide receiver. He started out as a punt returner. End up being a big Big Ten receiver of the year. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. So I mean, it's just and I like the opportunity. I mean, again, junior year Jay Foreman versus freshman Jay Foreman. Oh, well, then you can make a, a – yeah, I started for three years. But then you would have to question, if I was starting for three years, why am I leaving? Right. No, I mean, it's all kind of just goes yep. – it's it's a crapshoot, man. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Let me ask you guys this. Do you think those guys that are three-year starters somewhere or two-year starters somewhere that up and leave without a coaching change, do you think they are just up and leaving for fun? Do you think there's something behind the scenes – why? Why do you think most of those guys yes. get out of dodge? It's everything. <laughs> yes. It's everything. I mean, you got to think they get the the kid at Washington State, right? He he transferred up there. Uh, I think from in from incarnate word or whatever. Incarnate word. Incarnate word. Yep. Dominant player. The Pac-12 is defunct pretty much. He's a dominant one man show up there. He's getting a, a NIL opportunities close to a million bucks. There's no reason, like on the surface, wisely, it's a better. You can't fault him for that. He's yeah. gonna he's pretty, he's gonna be on a bigger platform. He's going to probably a better team, and obviously he's putting money in his pocket. So I mean, it's 
Th- those are the situations. Those are the, those are the easy ones. You can kind of finger point it like, okay, I understand that decision. Some guys go in there and they, you know, some guys can very, they can mask whether they like football or not. And that's the, that's the hard it thing. Is. The hard thing. Amen evaluate. to that. A- amen to that. And I, I, but I, I listen, I, I it, it's a, gr- I'm a fan of the fact that you get a, another chance. Cause not, right. not everybody, again, at me at 17 versus me at 20, you got a different human being. Like me, yeah. me at seventeen your versus me at eighteen. Different. You're, me you're, at nineteen, you're right. your right? experience is different. You might yeah. want to, you know, as much as say a kid might want to go from California and say he wants to go play in Miami. Say you're from Northern California, right? So you're up by the Bay Area, and you are the dude, quarterback, whatever, or even like minute. They used to get all their Miami used to get a lot of quarterbacks. The Walshes from Minnesota, and then you go down to the University of Miami. That is at the bottom of the state. It might be the thing that you want to do at eighteen to get away from home, say something happens and you want to get close to home. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. You're different things. Life changes. You know, maybe you thought like, okay, I want to be in a four, three defense. And you know what? I'm better in a four, two, five or whatever it is. And you want to go and play in another, another scheme. Well, sometimes and it is that maturity because people mature at different levels. Uh, Chris Carter likes to tell the story of like Philadelphia Eagles, early Chris Carter was not, Oh, for sure. Was oh, the yeah. pro. He he believed that he was good enough as is, so he worked accordingly until he found out, you know what, I need to put some things down in order for me to do this. And then you get frustrated that, my goodness, I burned three years of my career right. when I could have been, like when we talk about the greats of all greats, like the difference is the first three years of Chris Carter's pro career. And the opportunity so, and, the, right? and all that stuff. You right? get that opportunity to be great. Somebody supports you. Essentially, got traded for a dollar. Essentially, attituded his way out of Philly with Buddy Ryan. Traded for for the best thing for him. Mm-hmm. That's just part of the deal. That's the way it is. You got as much as the pressure is on the coach to make the right decisions. It's also pressure on the player to go to another college for the right reasons. Are you running from competition or are you running from hard work? Are you bringing the same habits that might not have been the best with you? You know, if you if you're bringing all those in a positive matter, it'll work out for you because. Uh, you know, sports usually, you know, hang itself, that's, handles that, itself. That's so. the real, bro. That's the real. Like I said, I, I just find it interesting that in those spaces, I look for intelligent people who really are just about the job, right? That, okay, do you love football? Like, to me, there are coaches who coach at high five, power five situations that don't love football the way that Jay Foreman does. Like they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't investigate it. They're not naturally curious about it. They don't have the work ethic to match. And so I pay attention to okay. There are people who are getting jobs and getting paid well who don't love it the way Jay Foreman does, and certainly is not going to evaluate because Jay has skin in the game for it. Like wait a minute, I don't want anybody to come yeah. out here playing linebacker wearing number fifty six or forty four. Who who putting in? Yeah, and so it. Sometimes it provides opportunity for the next Jay Foreman to find their way, and yeah. it makes an opportunity for the person that doesn't love the way Jay Foreman does to get out of the way. And there, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of players that love it until they got work. Yep. Until they got to start getting up at six. Fair so, biz. That Fair being biz. said, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Come back and ju- jump into some more of these guys in there, just because there's an interesting name in the quarterback portal, not for Nebraska reasons, but for his playing reasons. Like that is the question mark. So. Yep. Jay Foreman, DP Austin, we'll be right back.
Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.